Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. Uh, my name is Mitchell Casey and once again, as always, I'm joined with my good mate Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well, man. How are you going? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm uh, right in the thick of observing the, uh, the fantasy playoffs at the moment. Unfortunately, my team in, in our league just narrowly missed out. Um, I'm still in the thick of things in, in my dynasty league, so that's... That's something that I've sort of turned my attention towards, but a bit bummed out about just missing the playoffs. Had a had a bit of a rough run with injuries, but again, few picks that didn't really turn out for me. So, how are you doing? You're on your bye week. Well, um, it's funny you mentioned fantasy because um, yeah. you're talking at the minor premiership winner, <laughs> led the league. Um, I would like to say it was a dominating performance. In fact, I will say that. Uh, I think I was up by about nine points until I decided to lose the last couple of weeks. I'm, I am going into the finals yeah. a bit cold. So yeah, I, I noticed you. Well you've needed, li- I think. Yeah, I noticed you've been limping to the finish line. A um, couple of injuries, unfortunately, which we'll we'll talk on in, in just a moment. But um, yeah, it's um, congratulations, well deserved. <laughs> I did have Nikola uh, Jokic was my first pick to those who who feel yes. like. And he yes. has been an incredible fantasy player this season. So yeah. I would like to give some praise to him. Yeah, he's he's been a big pick. Um, and someone who I, you know, I, I sort of penciled him in at that eighth spot, which is exactly where you got him. Um, and he's obviously out, outworked my projections. And we'll talk about him a little bit later when it comes to awards in the NBA season as well. But yeah, good good, good first pick. And it's, it's sort of set your season up nicely. Where did he go in your dynasty draft? Do you remember uh, I think he went about fourth or fifth from memory. Yeah, it was sort of um, in Dynasty. What did he, I think it was Trey. I know Trey Young went before him. Um, Luca was up there. Giannis went before him. And then I think Cat went next. Cat was once picked before him and then Jokic. So, yeah, I think he went about fifth uh, from memory, which, um, you know, I think was about right at the time. I think I would have had him above Trey uh, personally, but yeah. I think that was the only one I sort of had any gripes with. If you re- redraft it now, you'd have to take him number one, surely. It's yeah, a, yeah. Arguable, he, him or Luca. Yeah, him or Luca. I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Giannis is still there if you're punting free throws. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to fantasy later. I love talking fantasy, but let's let's talk about the NBA. We've got some we've got some sad news to to start off with, which is um, a devastating injury, as we mentioned before. He's, he's on your fantasy team, but also he's also a member of the Denver Nuggets, and it's Jamal Murray um, has torn his ACL. I think I, I tweeted out, um, you know, as soon as I saw the footage, which was about an hour after the game, uh, it did not look good. Uh, the second you sort of saw him buckling under that layup, taking off with no contact, you sort of knew that this was um, more than likely an ACL, and, and it's been confirmed today. Um, or yesterday by the time this podcast is out that yeah he's he's out with the ACL probably will miss up to 12 months uh, of basketball which you know creeps into next year he's obviously out for the playoffs just your initial reactions to this Cal it's um I feel bad for Denver fans out there because yeah. they, they were really putting the pieces together they, they got Aaron Gordon um, who's a great fit for them as well and Jamal Murray he, he played really well in the bubble last season and he's, yeah. he's crazy athletic he's an incredible shooter he is a bit of a heat check guy um but he, he's been doing really well the past couple of months and he he was looking like he was going to bring it into the playoffs just like what he did in the bubble um these mm. guys were contenders and um without him i wouldn't i wouldn't put him in that category anymore unfortunately yeah. um they, they still are a really good team and they'll be a playoff team um but i look i i do believe he'll he'll bounce back from it uh, yeah, but he's gonna. I think it's it's. There's some questions for the Nuggets now because they're gonna have to give Aaron Gordon a contract after next season, and um, we don't know when Jamal will be back. Obviously, it's pretty early now. If he comes back, say mid next season, um, you don't really get to trial run the whole Aaron Gordon 
with a healthy Jamal, healthy Jokic, they didn't really get a good look at it. So it's, it'd be interesting to yeah. see what the front office does decide. They still have obviously some good young pieces. And I think Michael Porter Jr., he, he can step up and I guess take more shots. You know, he's, he's willing to shoot the ball. <laughs> so he his, sure his is. Role, his role should increase. Will be, so it'd be good to see him play. Yeah. And, and well, when things like this happen, obviously it, it opens up the playing field for other guys. So, we might yeah. see a Monte Morris step into a nice role here. Um, it, we'll see what the playoffs... Um, we'll see how they work yeah. in, in, um, against a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's devastating. But, like, the, the, the thing that's worse, you know, ACLs are, are bad any time of year. But the fact that it's happened on in, you know, the middle of April in a year where the playoffs haven't started, but really normally this season, regular season is wrapping up right about now. You know, this is literally the end of this season in a normal year and the playoffs would be starting very, very soon. So if the NBA is playing, I think that they are trying to get this happening, get the schedule sort of close to, to normal again. You know, an ACL at this time of year almost knocks him out for these playoffs and then potentially the playoffs next year as well which which is just a huge blow for the Nuggets because their window is like you said it's right now they're a championship team they are young and they they you know they've probably got a bigger window than some of these other teams like the you know say the Lakers or something like that but it is it is just horrible news for for Denver fans because they had a real shot this year you know we, we'll talk about MVPs later they got you know potential MVP in in Jokic Jamal Murray you know dropped two 50 point games in the playoffs last year so like you said I think we spoke about who are legit contenders last week on the podcast but I think that they were there but like you said I think they've they've dropped down a tier uh, just in terms of they're probably more of like a, a dark horse or potentially even a pretender depending on how much Jokic can carry on his shoulders uh, in the playoffs which you know I wouldn't put it past him he's a, he's a great player but it's just hard when all the defense can sort of hone in on him now and and um, there's just less weapons out on the court their depth is tested a bit more so um, yeah very sad very sad for Denver Nuggets fans um, if there's anything positive to take out of this hopefully this maybe accelerates the develop of, development of Michael Porter Jr. I think um, on a podcast way back when, I made a huge call that I said that Michael Porter Jr. was going to be the uh, second best player on this team in a few years. Um, I wasn't predicting an injury or anything like that, but, you know, potentially this is a... It's his time. It's his time to step up. Um, and just quietly, if you look over his last couple of months, he's been putting together a really good NBA season. Um, I know we spoke about him from a fantasy point of view a few times on the pod um, with a bit of concerns. But since we've sort of discussed that, he's actually put together a very good season, very efficient season, um, in, in especially in the scoring department. So uh, I look to him to sort of make that next leap in the playoffs and then and then next year as well with Murray sort of missing a fair bit of time but um, yeah devastating injuries and injuries always suck especially this time of year so yeah um, I'll be interested to see how they close out games now because in the playoffs what got them so successful was the pick and roll between I mean it was lethal between Jamal yeah. Murray and Jokic and that's what they yep. go to and it would work very consistently as we know they get made it to the conference finals and now with that element gone um, Michael Porter Jr. He, he's not that guy. He's not the guy. He's not a ball handling. Exactly. Yeah. He's a spot up shooter, and he's a guy who can create his own shot. I'm sure. Yep. But it's a definitely definitely a different play style. And um, yep. and let's say is Aaron Gordon now the clear number three option? Um, I don't know. Like maybe Will Barton is now. Will Barton's it's, it's, there. It's, yeah. There's a bit of a question mark, and I don't know who closes out the point guard if it's Compazzo, but he, he'd be a liability defensively. It, I, I just think the whole play style in the clutch yeah. especially in a playoff series it's going to be hard to figure out now and their play style will change and I'm intrigued to see what that, what they yeah. come up with yeah it's a, it's a difficult situation but we'll see how they go see how it plays out let's, um, let's move on to some award predictions um, we'll talk about MVP later and, and I, want to, I want to discuss specifically how you think the Jamal Murray injury will impact the MVP races but before we get there We've got a couple of other awards that we didn't touch on our last podcast that we'll touch on today. The first one is is one of my favorites. And for anyone who's listening, I'm doing air quotation marks because I don't love this award. Um, it's the six-man award. Um, typically, it goes to the, the best scoring shooting guard off the bench <laughs> or the, um, the 
Jamal what's it? The Crawford Jamal, Jamal Crawford Award. Yeah, that, that sort of ilk of play. Yeah, J.R. Smith, those sort of players. Yeah, all those guys. You can go on for ages. Um, who's your pick this year? Is it is it in that mold? It, it fits the mold perfectly, my pick this year. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have been a... I think he, he looks up to the Lou Williams and the uh, Jamal Crawford of the world. But I'm going Jordan yep. Clarkson. Let's go. That's yep. my pick, Jordan Clarkson. I said it before the season. I said this is his um, coming out. He should be... He's built for a six-man role. He's a scorer. He was given the green light. And yep. he's been performing. His his field goal has been dropping. I'll, I'll say... I'll admit that. He, yes. he was shooting lights out to begin the season. And his field goal has dropped. He's been a bit more inefficient. But he's, take, he's bombing up a lot of threes. So yeah. his true shooting still isn't hurting his team. And right. their team is still doing very well. Um, their team surprisingly yeah. has a pretty good bench now as well. It's funny because one of the other league contenders uh, is Joe Ingles. And I don't yes, know if, the Aussie. If, if that's, <laughs> and I mean, they're on the same team. So I don't know if yeah. that's going to split picks, which I guess it potentially could um, to mm. a bit of a... It's just that Utah team that's being so dominant. Uh, it's a bit of a, a curse for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, and, and so um, just to be clear, is that who you predict will win or who do you think should win or, or is it both? It's both. Let's go Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, look, look. I hate to, but I agree. I think, look, normally this year I, I, I want to pick someone who's not in that sort of mold. Um, you know, last year I was big on Montrez and Marcus Smart. Um, but this year I think there's just not really enough competition elsewhere for, for anyone to take it away from Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think he will get it. You, you talk about splitting votes. I don't know. I think I think just with this ward in particular, they'll just go. They'll see his seventeen points. They'll see Joe Ingles, you know, twelve points, and it's just okay. Cool. Jordan Clarkson's the guy, and I think the fact that they are doing so well just helps his argument, and and it, it helps me justify the fact that he deserves the award. Um, I'll throw a couple of other names names out to you, Cal. Um, a couple of other different positions um, in Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young for the Chicago Bulls. And also um, Jalen Brunson, another guard from from the Mavs. Uh, did you have any thoughts on, on any of these guys coming in and taking the award? Um, I know Brunson has been definitely on the rise over the past month or so. Yes. Oh, let's say two months. He, he's been playing really well. He is working and he is closing games um, sometimes. Yep. And he fits well with Luca. He, he's a crafty kind of guy. He can do a bit of everything. And I do like this game. I don't think he'll win it. Um, but I, he's he's a young guard and he's actually a bit of he's definitely a great find for the Mavericks. Yep. So that's a huge yep. positive. The other person who you touched on, um, I guess Thad Young. I do I do like his game. He's been yeah. up and winning. He is a good defender too. He can do a bit of everything. Once again, he can hit the threes. Great defender, one on one. He's a guy who a couple of years ago uh, made Giannis work pretty hard in a series. Yeah, yeah. So we know he can he can defend big guys like that. He could be useful. Maybe they, maybe I don't know. Maybe they do run into the Bucks in the playoffs. You can't rule it yeah. out. <laughs> I think. I think. Him. Yeah, I. I think he's almost like a better. I mean, surprised me to say this because a couple of years ago I thought he was close to getting out of the league, but he's had a resurgence these last couple of years in Chicago, um, and especially you know, um, you know, under their system where they need that defense when they've got players like Larry Markin and. and uh, Vucevic there now as well so they're obviously not the best defenders in the world so to have that guy on the front court that can actually you know lock someone down protect the paint um, and he's actually also improves uh, tremendously as like a playmaker he's he's often racking up four or five six seven assists um, I think he's even had a couple of triple doubles this year um, but the only thing that made me think that he probably doesn't deserve it. Is he's actually now starting in, in Chicago as well? Um, they've moved him into the starting lineup ahead of Larry Markkinen. He wasn't doing that for most of the season, but still, with there's enough games left for me to sort of disqualify him almost for that reason. Um, so that's sort of why I sort of lent more towards Jordan Clarkson, even though I think that what Thaddeus provides to Chicago is probably more valuable than what Jordan Clarkson provides to Utah, um, just in terms of like. You know, they don't have another defensive presence on that team, really. Um, you know, Zach Levine's not doing it. Kobe White's not doing it. It's, it's really all Thaddeus Young. Um, the other one I want to mention is Chris Boucher of the Toronto Raptors. Now, as someone who's had him on my fantasy roster, it frustrates me that he's been a sixth man this entire year and should have been starting, but it hasn't happened. Um, did you ever think about having him as your pick? 
I, I didn't really... I haven't been on the big bandwagon of Chris Boucher. Yeah, I don't, know, uh, I don't yeah. know what it is, but he has had a few games, even like a few weeks, where he just goes off. He, he's had a few 30-point explosions. Uh, yep. He's actually been playing really well the past couple of weeks as well. He's really turned it on. So he's, he's to the fantasy owners out there, he's, he's definitely making some people yeah. happy. But... He, look, he's worth a shout out. I'm looking um, at odds right now. If I if I put a bet on him, it's 101 to one. Uh, okay. So if, if if you feel like throwing a couple of dollars on him, you could win a couple yeah. hundred. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't I don't see it happening, and I probably wouldn't do it myself e- either. I, I see his stats all the time, and you know, just a few games ago, he put up a game where it was 38 19, um, shooting 58 percent, hit three threes, blocking a steal. Um, dominated that game against Chicago. It was in a loss, which which hurts his case. But he's had games like that where he puts up monstrous numbers. Um, but I think his statistical profile doesn't translate to wins, um, which is where I give the leg up to someone like a Jordan Clarkson because obviously the team's doing well and he's a big part of that. So um, that's sort of my argument there. And even though, yeah, he's... He's a kind of guy that just racks up the stats, but yeah, it doesn't impact winning as much as you would like a player to do, which is not something that we've always rewarded in this in this award, but something that me personally would like to reward. So uh, I don't think he'll, yeah, he deserves it and I don't think he'll get it. I think Jordan Clarkson is probably going to be pretty hard to beat at this award from this point on. Um, anyone else that, that I failed to mention that you want to give a shout out to or is that, have we covered it mostly? Um, I feel like early on in the season, Shake Milton had a bit of a case. But he's he's obviously dropped off. A bit yeah, he's he's fa- he's faded off a fair way now. Yeah. Um, uh, so. But I still like my shake, Milton. <laughs> he's a good player, and he'll be a good player in the future. Let's let's move on to defensive player of the year. I think um, yeah, media would have you think that there's probably two players in the running for this one, sort of close to each other. Um, we might throw us another couple names out if you, if you have some. But but I'll throw it up to you. Who's your pick to win? Who do you think should win defensive player of the year? got another Utah Jazz player in Rudy Look so at that. They're getting a clean sweep. Will they get the MVP trophy is, is the question mark. <laughs> well, yeah, look, yeah. Rudy, he's doing it again. Uh, the defense, I think they're second in the league. I think they're second offense and second defense um, Yeah, as far as I remember. But, yeah, it's very impressive. Rudy does what he does. There's no one else out there that is a significant defender and, and that's why he gets so much praise the advanced stats has always been there that's why he's won it multiple times before and just the case of it this season being the number one seed they, they might drop to the two seed but that's probably as far down as they will go um, I guess the Suns could take it from them but even if they drop to the second seed I'd still be looking at them just because that Rudy Gobert defensive profile is, is so impressive and there's no yeah. other real I guess there's another couple names out there I'll throw them out there now look Ben Simmons is in there and yeah, I guess he's the other guy. A, a Miles Turner, but I wouldn't be putting much money on Miles Turner. No, he gets the blocks, no, obviously. Yeah. But Ben yeah. Simmons is the only other guy the media has been kind of talking up a fair bit. Yeah, I think I think Ben Simmons is a legitimate threat. Uh, I, he was the other guy I was t- talking about. I think they're the two that are sort of going head to head. Miles Turner, I think I saw on the Vegas odds, he's third in line, but I I wouldn't put any money on that. Like I just don't think that he's a defensive impacting player on the team level. Sure, he racks up a lot of block shots and things like that, but when it comes to team defense and him fitting in a system, it has very little impact compared to someone like Rudy Gobert. You mentioned those numbers before. Uh, Jazz are fourth in the league in defensive rating. Uh, I will say that Philadelphia are second uh, in defensive rating to the Los Angeles Lakers first. Um, why, why have you gone with Rudy Gobert over Ben Simmons? I just think he is like the anchor to that team. And, and I yep. understand that Ben Simmons is like, I, I think he's the best perimeter guard, obviously, in the league. And, and he's yeah, big defensively. enough where he, he, he can guard so many people, which yes. is why it's, it's, it's such a big, I guess, boost for your team. Yep. But you still have Joel Embiid on that team as well. He's, he's helping That's out right. defense yeah. a fair bit. And yeah. I, I, it probably does hurt him a little bit. 
Yeah, and I totally agree. So that's why I've gone with Rudy Gobert as well. I think that it's hard to quantify, and I always struggle with the Defensive Player of the Year because it is hard to quantify a single player's impact on defense, especially these days when defense is so team-orientated, scheme-orientated as well. So um, I understand that you know Ben Simmons would be second to me as well. Um, you know, like you said, the ability to guard the perimeter players, but also be big enough to guard bigs um, and things like that. And you, you obviously see that from the eye test. Um, but but Rudy Gobert impacts so much and just controls that paint. And if you just think about that Utah team, who else is a good defender in their you know their starting roster? You got Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley's okay, sure, but you know Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, you know um, Bogdanovich. They, these guys aren't locking people up. They're they're not really great defenders. So the fact that they're fourth in defensive rating, I put huge stock into Rudy Gobert being the cause of that. Um, and if we go by the numbers again, he by far leads the league in defensive win shares. He's um, near the top of the league in defensive box score plus minus um, coming in at, where did I have that one there? Fourth in the league there. Um, so individually, statistic-wise, he's you know up in true rare air and it's sort of reflected in, his, in the team stats as well. So... Um, I think people are going to get tired of him winning the award. It's going to be the third. If he wins it, it'd be the third time that he's won it. So maybe that's why there's a bit more, you know, talk about others um, succeeding him, um, which I understand. But I think you've you got to tell it how it is. And, and he's just the best defensive presence in the NBA. Um, yeah. Well, so even the counting stats, like, do you know how many blocks he's averaging a game? Oh, it'd be close to, As you know, it'd be over two and a half. To, over two and a half blocks a game yeah shit nearly three that's, that's a lot of blocks yeah that's a lot of blocks and then like he gets the he's a good rebounder as well offensively and defensively yeah, yeah. 13.4 rebounds those counting stats do mean something too yes they do yep um yeah especially when you combine them with the advanced stats as well so um you know compared to someone like a miles turner he's got the counting stats but not the advanced stats that uh uh, Rudy Gobert has as well. I'll throw out a couple. Of, uh, well, uh, one other name that I do want to mention and give a shout out to. Well, I'll, I'll give two actually. Um, both from the Miami Heat. I want to give a shout out to Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, as um, probably not getting enough recognition. Uh, I think compared to the other two that we mentioned, but Bam in particular um, ranks really highly in a lot of these stats. The Heat are six in the league in defensive rating. Um, you know, Bam is is right up there in terms of those those analytical numbers. Um, if I just switch over here to that defensive win shares, he is coming in tenth in the league um, and, and um, top ten in uh, defensive box score plus minus as well. So very effective, and we know that he is you know as far as a big man the most versatile in the league uh, when it comes to switching out to those perimeter players, blocking shots in the paint, getting steals, getting those defensive rebounds. So I, w- I want to give a shout out to Bam because I feel like he doesn't get enough justice when it comes to his impact on the defensive side. Did you know that, a uh, fun fact about Jimmy, did you know that he is um, one of the only players that have gotten over 20 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and over two steals? Can, can, can you name off the top of your head who, who would be in that category? Are we talking all time or this year? All, all time. All time. All, all time. Seven rebounds, seven assists. Is Michael Jordan one? Um, no, he's not. Didn't get really? The, I don't, I don't think he got the rebounds. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the, re, the rebounds might not have been there. I'm going to say, oh, shit. That's a tough one. I can't think of many. Is Wilt might have been one. Maybe. No. Uh, no. Actually, no, no. Sorry, Wilt is there. Wilt is there. Yeah. Yep. Hakeem. Was Hakeem one of them? Did he get the assists? No, no, he didn't. Ah, I'll, I'll say a few. You got, you got yeah, Russell Westbrook, me. obviously. Yeah, uh, Westbrook. true. Um, the steals are hard as well. It's the two steals, I think. Yeah, really two steals is tough. Um, Magic? Le- LeBron did it. Magic did it. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. So, so there's then Jimmy. names for you. And yeah, then Jimmy wow. Butler did. And then Jimmy. That's rare, rare company. Rare company. Um, it's obviously, you've obviously tailor-made those stats around what he's getting. But, um, Look, but yeah, it's... Do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's it. That is impressive, and I do think he's a he's an excellent defensive player, and it's probably his strength, um, you know, above his scoring and playmaking. I think it is his defense. So um, credit where credit is due, and um, you know, 
I think it would be more reflective if he had been able to play more games as well. So something that probably goes against him um, in the race as well, being missing a few games to start the season. Um, but so far, we're in agreement in both awards. Let's see if we agree on the final award. I think, have we disagreed on any of our awards yet? We, we don't talk about this before the podcast, just so all the listeners know. We, we haven't run through this, so I think we must just be locked in. Um, let's go to the MVP award. Who, who have you got for the MVP, most valuable player, 2021? Uh, well, I've kind of got two answers. Uh, I've got, right. if the season ended right now, I'd, I'd give it to the Joker in okay. Nikola Jokic. Yep. Um, but if I would put money on who's going to finish at the end of the season, I'd actually probably sway myself to Embiid. Really? Okay. That's interesting. And I, I guess is it could go both the, ways. Is that because of the Jamal Murray injury? It is. It is. Yeah. Which is weird because obviously it could boost um, Jokic's stats. But I, I, I don't understand how his usage can be anymore, though. That's the thing. Yeah. And I just feel like this is going to affect the wins for Denver. Yeah. If, if yep. they drop down to, say, if let's say a sixth seed, it's even a seventh seed. It, it's hard to give the MVP to someone that low. Uh, the last person to do that was Westbrook. And the media loved it. He was going out there playing with so much heart every single night that the he averaged was, a triple double. Exactly. Like the, <laughs> the media train on, on that was crazy. And it's not quite there for Nikola Jokic, even though his stats yep. are incredible. Yeah. Uh, but if, if he did fall down that low, which I, I, I think it's pretty possible now. And, and that's why Embiid, if he probably would be the front runner to close out the season as the MVP. If he stays healthy, obviously, and, and right now, if Philly still maintained the number one seed, even if they drop to the, the two seed, they're probably still there because there's no one in Brooklyn will get it. And Brooklyn's probably the no, only I don't think so. person fighting for that number one seed. So I, and look, LeBron James is out of the race now as well. It's really only a handful of players there. There's a few flies you could, you could imagine get it, but I think Embiid would be the front runner. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. What's your take? Well, I think, again, I, I'm, I'm still in the Jokic camp and I think that he should get it. I'm not sure if he will with Jamal Murray, but I think he should. I, I think that he's shown enough this season to demonstrate that he's the MVP. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were saying that Embiid was out of it because he was injured, you know. Uh, we talked about LeBron. He's gotten injured. Um, you know, we haven't really ever discussed anyone from Utah or Phoenix. Even James Harden was was up there for a little while. He's gotten injured and now is going to miss time. So um, I think injuries have taken out a few of the uh, contenders. Um, so I think... And, and Jokic has just had a monster season. Like, you know, with Jamal Murray there... And I think his stats are only going to increase with Jamal Murray out. Like you said, the wins are the only thing. But for me, I, I personally, I've seen enough from him to justify the fact that he has been the most impactful and important player or valuable player in the league this year. Um, so for me, the injury doesn't change that for me. I think that he's, if anything, more valuable to that team now. I'm looking at the standings right now. They're sitting fourth. With 34 wins, 20 losses, which is three games ahead of um, sixth place Portland um, and one game ahead of in the loss column with the Lakers. But they're also dealing with their own injuries. So I don't I don't necessarily think that they'll drop below the Lakers. Whether Portland can catch both is another question. Um, but, but I see a scenario where they maintain that fourth seed. Um, you know, that there's not too many games left. I mean, we've still got a, probably maybe a good month left of the season, but... Um, I think that they're talented and deep enough that they can still tread water and, and keep that fourth seed. And I think if that does happen, then sign it away. He, I think he wins for sure. Um, it's yeah, if they I, drop I him. agree. If they, if they still maintain home court, I, I'd yeah. 100% give it to them. Um, yeah. It's just, I feel like the Trailblazers are probably on their tail now. The Trailblazers should be climbing. Yep. And look, the Mavericks could climb as well. They're still reachable to, to catch the Nuggets. The yeah, Nuggets no, there is time. There's a few games here. And yep. I guess that's a bit of a fire. The Trailblazers have Dame Will. Is Dame Will a bit of a sleeper now for the MVP? I think you mentioned it last time. I did, I did. I think he was my dark horse a, a few pods ago. And I still like it. I, I love him as a pick. He's been absolutely killing it. The Trailblazers have been riddled with injuries all season. And he's been the one constant staying there, keeping his team afloat. Puts up big points, big shots. Um, so I, I, I like David Lillard as a pick. He would be third for me at the moment uh, behind Jokic and Embiid. Um, but... 
uh, could easily make, if they make a huge run, could, could come in. I think it's quite a close race this year in terms of who I think will win. Um, but for me, who should win, I still have um, Jokic. Do you think Jokic should win even if they drop a little bit or are you sort of swayed with the wins personally rather than what you think will happen? I, I think if, if they do drop down to the sixth seat, I couldn't give it to him. I think you have, you have to have yeah. home court to be an MVP okay. like contender really. So that's your, that's your barometer. Yeah, you need to have home court. So if they maintain that fourth seed, I'd give them my vote. Yeah, and Embiid's your second if, if they don't do that. Okay, yeah. interesting. Scenario, before we move on to fantasy, what if Portland match that and get up to the fourth seed? Let's just say Damian Lillard's just doing what he has been doing, you know, putting up the nearly 30 points a night. Um, do you put Lillard over Embiid? Let's say, you know, that Philadelphia are the second seed. What, what, what happens there? That's a good question. I'd have to, I'd say, I have to say no, just because. Okay. Too little, Damian, too late. Damian Lillard's stats aren't. I mean, they're they're pretty much Steph Curry's MVP numbers almost. <laughs> to some yeah, they're, they're but, pretty close. But they don't seem as impressive as Jokic's stats was. Right, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So that that's not enough to outweigh the team success of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I can see that argument. I think. Yeah, I, I, it's tough. It's a tough scenario. I think MB uh, would have to play every game from here on out for me. Um, just because I think the MVP is so hotly contested that that comes into criteria more so than a lot of other awards for me. Um, just because it is so close for a lot of, t- lot of players. Whereas the Rookie of the Year, I still reckon LaMelo Ball's head and shoulders above everyone. So that game's played for me is not as much of a factor. But for this one, there's so many worthy candidates, I do put a bit more stock into that. So okay. I'll the- ask you a question. Are we, um, are we throwing some shade at Kawhi Leonard? Like, why is yeah. no one talking about him? I don't, <laughs> True. He's, he's got the third seed. He hasn't been resting much this season. He has actually been no. playing. Yep. He's still a fantastic player, 26 Seven and five with almost two steals a game. If incredibly efficient too. That shooting percentage yeah. is, is really efficient. Is, um, he's shooting about 52% from the field. Yeah. And he's he's yeah. shooting some threes as well. So it's very efficient. Low turnovers. Yeah, just getting it done. Uh, no, the, I, the I, media I, great, doesn't like him, do they? Great, great shout out. I think I mentioned him on the first time we did an MVP. Uh, and then I think... The others sort of took over a little bit more, but you know they've been coming back recently, and and yeah, they've got that third seed. They've won eight out of the last ten games, and are on a six-game winning streak at the moment. So they're, they're one game behind the Suns. Um, yeah, and wins, but yeah, they, they could catch them. That they could catch them. They've got the talent too. Um, yeah, I, maybe we shouldn't be counting out Kawhi. That's a, that's a very good point. He's he's definitely in the mix. I would say. Um, I think maybe Paul George hurts his chances a bit, like just having that extra star there. Um, but, you know, in saying that Embiid's got Ben Simmons, Jokic should have Jamal Murray, but obviously that's not there anymore. So um, I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is having Paul George there because Paul George is having a pretty good season himself. That's true. Yeah. Playoff P, we've got to get ready for some playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, his production will just drop down as soon as the playoff starts. But regular season has been going all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to some fantasy. Um, so we're talking fantasy. Oh, and by the way, before we get stuck into this, follow us over at Ball Boys NBA uh, for all immediate reactions. You know, as soon as Jamal Murray got injured, I tweeted out um, what I thought, who I thought the pickups were, who I thought were the biggest values. So if you don't want to have to wait for our weekly podcast to, to get that information, follow us over on Twitter. That's at Ball Boys NBA again. Um, and we'll be tweeting out most days if, if relevant things are happening, especially during the fantasy playoffs. So. Before we get stuck into the streaming section of today's pod, let's. I want. I want to chat to you because you're on your bye week right now. You finished top of the, you know, the league, number one seed. You've been blessed with a week off to prepare yourself. You're sitting back. What? What? Are you, what is your advice to everyone else who's in a similar position where they they've had a week off? They're the one or two seed. They're waiting to see who their matchup's going to be. Um, what advice would you have for people out there to get yourself ready before the playoff start uh that's a good question uh so i look i kick my feet up first and foremost be proud of myself <laughs> for such a successful season thus far pat yourself on the back that, that, that's it that's it Stay, start positive and uh um, yeah look i'd be looking at the two i guess contenders you would verse in the next round yeah you've got a bit of extra time on them because they're obviously pretty locked into obviously winning this week to make it to the semis you, you have time to have a look at both their teams 
Um, there's no need for you to really pick up players right now, but you, you could have a look at their strengths compared to your team. Um, yep. Just for both of them, see if there's any similarities, if there's something you can focus on. And, and maybe even based off that, you can obviously use your, your pickups and your ads for, for yeah. this week and build that into the next week, which I yep. think is, is definitely a big bonus, especially we're going to talk about it next, some, some of the back-to-back. So there's early ones, say on the Monday and Tuesday, you could pick that player up obviously this week and then obviously yep. get those cash into that now, drop him on, on like say the Wednesday or the Thursday, whatever it is, mid next week, yep. and you still have four ads at your disposal. So that, that yeah. could play into it. That can strengthen your team 100%. Um, so those would be the two probably biggest positives, I'd say. Um, yeah. For, for, for those of you that have a similar case like me and, and drafted a killing team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, take that victory lap. Well done to you. But the work doesn't stop there. Um, yeah, but I, I like what you're talking about, making sure you're, you're staying on top of watching the, the how the matchups are playing out in your potential opponent and their strengths and weaknesses. If you see a clear, you know, one of the teams clearly getting ahead of that other team, you can maybe start to sort of draft on, on what stats you're going to be close with that team. If there's any similarities, say, you know, with both opponents, you're, you're close in them with, uh, let's say it's blocks or whatever. You can start to look at who's going to be a good block streamer. Maybe even pick up someone like a... Uh, I know he's probably not going to be much of a streamer anymore, but you pick up someone like a Goga Badatse just in case Miles Turner and Sabonis out for longer. Um, didn't work out in that scenario, but but those kind of like little gambles, you, you could have a look at, you know, making sure you're staying across the injury landscape. Um, who's going to be out next week? Uh, whether it's your team or someone else that creates streaming opportunities, you know. Uh, we've had a, a few injuries over in Charlotte, okay? Let's go grab Jalen McDaniels or, or someone like that who stands to benefit. Um, and you can be quick to make these, those moves um, whilst the other teams are looking to, to stream players for specific needs. I still think now you can be looking at sort of best player available and then like you said keeping uh, keeping a couple of ads for the end of the week on that Saturday or Sunday before your matchup starts on the Monday so you can yeah hit those early early schedule days without actually using an ad on the week of your playoffs so that would be that would be my advice if I was in the luxury position that you're in Cal but unfortunately I'm not <laughs> um, and in my dynasty league I'll be scraping in as, in as a low seed trying to trying to cause an upset um <laughs> But we'll see how it goes. All right, let's let's move on to the the, the preview. We're talking week seventeen, um, starting next week. Um, for those who are either starting their playoffs or going into week two, congratulations if you have made it through your first round. But let's go through the the week in total. We've got nineteen teams with with four games uh, next week, ten teams with three games, and then one lowly team, the Toronto Raptors, who only have two games next week. So. It's a bit of a rough one if you're relying on a couple of those those Raptors. Some hot pickups recently have been players like Malachi Flynn. Um, even Gary Trent Jr. recently has been pretty hot. So those players, you might be able to, again, if you're on your buy, you might be able to even drop a couple of players like that to grab someone else with more games in the, in the teams with four games next week. Um, but yeah, some of those, even Chris Boucher, we mentioned he's had a few monster games, but he also tends to follow them up with a couple of poor performances. So someone like that is expendable on a week where they have two games. Um, your players like um, Pascal Siakam, you're probably just going to have to tough it out. But even someone like Fred Van Vliet, who's been injured, if you need to drop him, if you've got a few other injuries and he's... You know he's currently injured right now. He's got that suspension for one game as well, so he might not even play next week, or he may even just play one game. So, if it's do or die for you, and you've got other injuries, and you can't store him in an IR spot or an IL spot, he's someone who I think is also expendable. So, um, any thoughts on the the Raptors there, Cal? Yeah, I've got I've got OG Ananobi as well, which is uh, he's yep. a big asset for steals, and he boosts yep. a fair few other. Um, Definitely boost a fair few other, you know, efficient, no turnovers, get your points, rebounds. So it, it's, it is annoying. I, I will hold on to him though. Okay. You're going to hold OG? I will. I will. Yeah. I think he, yeah, I think he is sort of in the boat of, of Pascal Siakam. Those are probably the two. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry is probably the third one actually as well. But 
it, it is tough, but that's where you got to try and maximize your streaming with other other pickups and other ads to try and try and get by. The good news for you is if you do make it through that to the next week, they've got a they've got a five game week later on um, in, in the playoffs as well, and they're actually are coming off a five game week this week as well. So you've had a lot of Raptors this week, but you won't have many next week, unfortunately. So let's let's break it down day by day now uh, into the days that you can stream. We've got Monday. There's nine games. Tuesday, five, so low-volume games. Wednesday, we've got a huge slate with 12 games played. Thursday, six. Friday, seven. Saturday, eight. And Sunday, seven as well. So really, the Monday and the Wednesday are probably your busiest days. Um, depending on your team, you might be able to stream on the Monday, but but potentially unlikely. And on the Wednesday, pretty confident that you're not going to be able to find anyone to stream. So we're looking at those low playing games, low playing days to stream ahead. Um, but in saying that, look ahead at your own team and look at what team, what games you've got um, the most players playing. You know, you might have four Raptors players on your roster, and, and you've got plenty of <laughs> plenty of um, room to add players on the Wednesday. Just look at look at your team. Um, any thoughts from there, Cal? Yeah, I think the one that uh, Wednesday is the one day you 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 know you're going to have a full roster. So yeah. I'd be looking Wednesday night will be the night to add players. Because uh, you might have a bit of a, susp- you know, you might be able to forecast how things are going and then make some picks on a Thursday, Friday. Yep. And then maybe some last minute ones on a Saturday, Sunday. So that's the yep. first thing. The Tuesday with the five games is kind of staring at me as well for a bit of an ad, just because there's no way your team should be full. It shouldn't be if there's only five games yep. being played. So that's definitely a target for me early on, especially yep. for someone like me with the bye week where I will hopefully have, have a player on that Tuesday and then maybe I'll drop him. It depends when his next game is, but I, that's something yep. I'll be looking for to have a player that I can add this week that won't affect my ads next week that is playing on yep. that Tuesday. Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's a great way to go about it because then you've got someone locked and loaded that you wouldn't have had there otherwise um, just sitting on the bench. So maximizing those games played. Let's go into the back-to-backs. So this is where you can look to add a player, get a couple of games out of them, then drop them straight away and move on to the next one. So you can potentially with your four ads get maybe eight extra games out of out of that one roster spot um, compared to just sitting on, on those players you've got. So uh, I will highlight, however, unfortunately, on the start of the week, there's no teams that have a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. So um, if you do have a spot to stream on the Monday, um, unfortunately, there's, there's no team you can add that can get both of those first couple of games. So you're probably looking more so at either, um, you know, if you can afford to, adding a player for the Monday before the week starts would be my advice, not using one up on that first day, though. Um, from there, we're looking at Thursday. Uh, sorry, Tuesday to Thursday. So we're skipping that Wednesday game where you're not going to be able to stream anyone, but adding a player that's going to play on Tuesday and then on Thursday as well, where there's five and six games respectively. So you should be able to roster them. There's three teams that have that pseudo back-to-back. Charlotte Hornets, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Orlando Magic. Um, so if we want to run through some streaming targets from those teams, Cal, let's let's turn our attention to Charlotte first. Um, give us some names from, from the Charlotte Hornets on uh, who you should be looking at to target uh, for streaming value on, on those days. The guy who I picked up um, on and off, and I feel like he is in the wave wire here and there, would probably be Miles Bridges, would be the first yep. guy. He's been, he actually started recently as well. It's the injuries, isn't it? It's the injury bug yeah. that's affecting that team. So he's actually... His value in general, he probably should be picked up just due to injuries and, and just because of that back-to-back that you mentioned, he is very valuable for this week. Yeah, I think he I think he's, he's basically, I would say, almost a must-roster as it is, but he is, um, he is available in, in some leagues. I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, available. Uh, so he's rostered in 68% of Yahoo League. So if, if he is available, I would be going ahead and sort of preemptively adding him right now because um, I think he is someone that should be rostered with all those injuries that you said. He's going to put up points, threes, rebounds. He's going to get you a trickle of steals and assists there as well. So And the percentages are pretty solid also. So he's someone who's not going to hurt you much anywhere but give you some solid stats especially with you know uh, Hayward being out um, Lamelo being out um, even someone like Malik Monk not being there so that they are ravaged pretty heavily by injuries and he's going to be playing heavy minutes so he's someone I would add regardless um, 
I want to give a shout out to Cody Zeller, who is surprisingly only rostered in 18% of leagues. Um, and on the season, he is the 165th ranked player, uh, which is pretty solid, putting up really good field goal percentage, really good rebounding numbers um, with you know some you know solid uh, blocks and steals, low turnovers. Uh, but yeah, your big value there is the rebounding and field goal percentage. So he's someone that could really help you in that category if you identify early that that's something that you're going to be competitive in um, in your matchup. Um, and I'll throw it over to you, Cal. One, one other guy we want to talk about is Jalen McDaniels, not Jaden, his brother, um, but Jalen McDaniels. What are your thoughts on him as a as a streamer? I actually had someone else. So, oh, I'll, hit me I'll up take, with him. I'll take the reins. This is someone I might even pick over Cody Zeller right now because he had a great okay. game. Okay, um, hit me, Caleb Martin. Monk's okay, out right, Monk's out, Gordon Hayward's out, Ball's out. Caleb Martin played thirty five minutes in the last game and put up seventeen, yep. ten, five. Um, shooting the ball pretty well, three threes as well. Yep, he should maintain minutes. He's the twin that does get more minutes than um, yes, is it Cody, than Cody, Cody Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Caleb, if he if he puts up thirty minutes a game, he'll be he played well in that previous game. So, bit a bit bit speculative. You obviously keep your eye on the on the injuries there. But if if he's yep. got a green light for minutes, he's definitely worth uh, a flyer. Yeah, I think I think this team just in general, there's a lot of targets. You know, uh, Terry Rozier recently left a game with ten, knee tendonitis, so there's more minutes even opening up there. So great, great call. I think he's an excellent sort of streamer. Um, and and yes, make sure it's Caleb Martin, not Cody Martin, uh, yep. because he's he's the one getting the minutes. Um, but too many J- twins. Jalen McDaniel's. You, you're talking about him. Yes. So Jalen McDaniel's again, another brother uh, in the NBA. Um, Jalen is probably the Played forty minutes last game. Yeah, he's he's putting up big minutes. He's he's a defensive stats streamer mostly, but also can give you a few threes. He has put up some points in the last few games, 21, 19, and 16, all in his last four games. Uh, I wouldn't be expecting that to be the norm, but he could definitely give you steals. He can definitely give you blocks and and potentially some solid rebounds and threes. So, um, again, he's probably another player that I would almost be speculating if those are the stats you need, add him right away um, because he could have, you know, good value moving forward whilst this team is ravaged with injuries but um, only rostered in 41% of leagues so he is out there on waiver wires so have a look to see if he's there Um, and the last little sort of mention again if Rosie is out Brad Wanamaker could be a good assist streamers if all those other names are taken um, probably less value than those other guys but he can give you some value and assist just because he'll have to get minutes because they're all injured Uh, let's go on to New Orleans uh, maybe not quite as many options in New Orleans compared to Charlotte, but uh, who's some names that we could think about there, Cal? Well, someone I picked up about a week ago was James Johnson. And I've been pretty happy yes. with, with what he's been doing. He um, he doesn't really hurt you too much anyway, and he, he's got on the d- defensive end. Uh, his steals yep. have been pretty impressive, and his blocks have actually been pretty impressive as well. So, And, and he, he does have the odd six assist game here and there. So he, he's been an asset. He's been getting minutes... The last game, he dropped off a little bit, so I'll keep my eye on him. Yeah. But he, he's definitely, in this scenario, um, he, he is a pretty good fit. With, with Zion, too, so maybe maybe it is a bit of a consistent thing for the rest of the season. And for that back-to-back, that Tuesday, Thursday is what we're looking for. He could be some a good asset there. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely a, a, a blocks and steals streamer. He'll get, he can get you. You know, he's had games where he's had four blocks and two steals, or three blocks and one steal, etc. So, um, like you said, tailed off the last game, but it was because of a sore right wrist. Um, so before that, he was getting minutes of 33, 32, 27, 26, 33. So high minutes before that. It's only a sore right right wrist. So hopefully, he will be. You know, good to go. He might only miss a game or two, but come next week when the playoffs, uh, well, this week playoffs start, hopefully he should be okay. But just just monitor that and make sure that he is sort of um, 100% ready to go. So I, I like that one for some blocks and steals. I will mention um, the rookie, Kira Lewis Jr., as a good assist and steals streamer. They seem to be... You know, again, injuries is, is a big thing over there in New Orleans. Lonzo's been in and out of the lineup. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been in and out of the lineup. I don't think they want to play Eric Bledsoe huge minutes. So Kira Lewis 
might find himself with some big minutes. Yeah, Josh Hart um, is also injured as well. Josh Hart is injured, yep. So the minutes, maybe not quite as much as James Johnson, but I don't think he needs as many minutes to get those stats. He's a good per-minute produ- producer. Um, just be aware of the field goal percentage as well as um, a couple of other deficiencies. And um, He's actually not too bad at turning the ball over, so that's not something to worry about. But yeah, should be a good assist and steal streamer. Um, and only rostered in 2% of leagues, so he is available in a lot of leagues. So um, he's someone that you should be able to find and, and, and pick up for that um, Tuesday, Thursday, back-to-back. Uh, anyone else you want to mention, Cal? Uh, I guess I could touch on Eric Bledsoe. Apparently, is only if people have dropped him because he has been yep. pretty bad this season. But with these injuries, he probably should perform. He's owned. He's about seventy percent owned. Uh, yeah. So, which is probably is... too many, really. Like he's not not that good. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, he, if he is available, he, he can't can't hurt for an assist stream, or you can get some points here and there with all these injuries. Yeah, you'd have to think is. I mean, I understand Zion's running a bit of point now, but he, yeah. he can still get steals. He could be a guy he could get for steals. Yeah. He, he should get minutes now that team is just so injured. Yeah, yeah. So if he's available, I, 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 if he is available, I'd prefer him over Kira Lewis just because he'll get more minutes. But obviously, rostered in 74% of leagues. Uh, might not be available in your league, but potentially if he's there. Let's go into that last team with the Thursday, sorry, the Tuesday-Thursday back-to-back, um, the Orlando Magic. A few guys to look at here. Potentially a couple of guys that you should be rostering anyway. Let's start with Mo Bamba. What are your thoughts on Mo Bamba at the moment, Cal? I said a few weeks ago to keep your eye on him when the when the trade happened, and yep. he's he's been pretty good fantasy wise. We knew he'd be a three blocks guy, and he, he has been performing. Uh, I still hate his game. I hate watching him, but from a, <laughs> from a fantasy point of view, he yep. definitely is worth that. He probably should be added really by anyone now. He's only twenty four percent owned. Which is yes, a surprise yeah. because um, look, he had a 21 point game. He, had a, he gets the three blocks. He had a five three point game as well recently. Yep, he's been shooting the three crazy recently. Yeah, he's um, one of those guys, if he gets 20 minutes, which he has been getting, it's yep. he'll put up stats like, similar to like a Boucher kind of kind of guy. Probably doesn't affect yep. running much, but um, he's yep. great for fantasy. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, and, and some minutes have opened up recently with, with Birch being bought out, and now they're sort of left with just him and Wendell Carter Jr. as the only centers on that roster. And even in, you know, a, uh, low 20s in minutes, Bamba can be someone who can give you a lot of stats. He has um, currently got a left hip contusion, um, and he's questionable for Wednesday's game. Um, so keep an eye on that. Hopefully he is. So for that reason, I wouldn't be picking him up right now if he is available. But if you do see that he is healthy and he plays those sort of 18 to 24 minutes a night, then he is someone that you could definitely consider. If you need blocks, if you need some out-of-position threes potentially, um, although I think that that may dry up a little bit. The blocks are there. The rebounds are probably there. Um, But I'm not 100% sold on that volume of threes. I don't see him getting sort of four or five threes a night. Um, he might get you one or two. Um, so I th- for that reason, I think there's better options elsewhere. But um, yeah, definitely someone you can consider for the blocks. Give us give us another um, Orlando name, Cal. Um, I actually like RJ Hampton potentially for steals. And yep. Maybe a bit of points. And his field goal has actually been pretty good as well. So he, he was one of the guys they acquired in the trade. And right now, the point guard role is being, I guess, traded between RJ Hampton and Michael Carter-Williams and Cole Anthony, yep. all of which probably are addable. Let's face it, Cole Anthony is more the assists. Carter-Williams is the steals. RJ Hampton is probably a bit of steals, a bit more points than Carter-Williams. So yep. it's really who you think who you're going to spin the dice on out of those yep. three. Yeah, I think I think for me, the, the highest value of those three is Cole Anthony. Um, so he would be my first preference. Uh, rostered in 29% of leagues, so he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, I think, like you said, RJ Hampton's my next guy. And then really only for steals um, is Michael Carter-Williams. I think his minutes are trending down um, now that Anthony's back and healthy. Um, his minutes were high when he was injured, but I think they're going to start to trend down. Anthony's minutes are going to start to come up. Um, just be aware of the percentages with Cole Anthony. They can be pretty rough, both Field goal and free throws are not ideal. Free throws are not too bad, but still enough to hurt you slightly. So keep that in mind. Um, but I like I like RJ Hampton. He will continue to see more minutes as the season progresses. I'll touch on a couple of other obvious ones. Um, Terrence Ross, 
points, threes, and one of the rare, and this is a hard thing to do, one of the rare guys who can influence your free throw percentage as well. Um, we've talked about percentages before being hard to stream. So if you identify that free throws are close in your matchup, and that can be easy to identify um, in your matchup, he is someone who's taking over four attempts a game, solid percentages, um, and is you know on an Orlando team that doesn't have many other players shooting the ball, he's someone that could actually make a fairly decent dent in improving your free throw percentage. So um, pretty unique streaming option there for free throw percentage. Yeah, that, that man did go off for 50 points a few seasons ago. <laughs> and um, with the roster they have now, you can't rule that out for him again. <laughs> so yeah. he could be a fantasy Definitely could help in the next few weeks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ross in 67% of the league, so so more than those other guys we we're talking about. But, you know, for some of you shallower leagues, he should still be available. Um, Ross at under 70%. So um, one to keep an eye on. All right, let's move on to the next back-to-back. So the next one that we're going to touch on is the Thursday-Friday. There's two teams here. One we've already mentioned in the Charlotte Hornets. So if you were really strategic here, you could, but... Um, you know, see how you go with your ads. You might not need to with with a week like this, where there are a lot of days you can stream. But on a on a team like the Charlotte Hornets, you could add someone on the Tuesday and get them playing Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, three games in four nights uh, for the single ad. So that would be something that if you find a good player for the Charlotte Hornets, you could you could do that and get some good value, and then add like crazy on the weekend when things are wrapping up. Um, so we've talked about the Charlotte guys. Let's talk about uh, Boston. There's not many really players that I can think of. Do you have a few guys to, to stream from Boston? Uh, it's it's really, I guess, Thompson is using on most wafer-wise. Yep. He, he's not going to scream at you, but he'll get you rebounds, and he, he might get you some defensive stats. Yeah. Points, obviously, aren't there. Threes aren't there. His, his free throw percent could hurt you as well, so it could be yep. a bit of a double-edged sword. But if you're desperate and maybe, I don't know, if you need rebounds or you need blocks yep. in, the, in the late, you could pick him up. Yeah, I think I think he's he's really it, really. I mean, you know, Evan Fournier, if he's available, sure, get some points in threes. But for most leagues, he won't be available. And, and yeah, I, th- I can't think... Peyton Pritchard, I think, is too inconsistent to rely on. I'd rather some other guys like, you know, the Cole Anthony's or uh, even the Brad Wanamakers and, and things like that. Um, and I even over Thompson, I'd prefer someone like Cody Zeller. But if he's snatched up before you get there, um, you know, Thompson will, will give you, you know, six or seven rebounds a night and, and maybe some solid field goal percentage. So if those are really important stats for you, um, he can do that. So not much more else to talk about Boston there. Let's move on to the next back-to-back. And it is Friday, Saturday, two teams again, Denver and Houston. Uh, give me some... Oh, let's, let's talk about Denver first. And there's a few extra potential um, ads here with the injury to Jamal Murray. Um, tell me what are your thoughts, Cal. I, I said my thoughts on, on Twitter the other day, but I want to I hear what your thoughts are first. I think Monte Morris is probably going to be the guy who gets the most minutes. Um, yep. And, and on top of that, Will Barton will also be boosted because Will Barton can play a bit of... He's a bit of a crafty guard. He, he can play the pick and roll. So whoever fits that mold... I think will work well with Jokic. Monte Morris has always been a bit of a cutter slasher, which works well with Morris. So with the boost of minutes, his points should go up. And I guess everything should be lifted a fair bit. So th- those would be the two guys that, that kind of yell at me uh, yep. as the the best. And I, w- I will mention as well that Monte Morris, he is the second most added player uh, today. Yes. So he, people are kind of catching on to it. He's obviously, you're spinning the dice a bit there. It's not proven, but it's everyone's assuming. And, and it, yeah. could be, it could definitely pay off. I tweeted out that I don't think from the injury that anyone is now going from a not rosterable player to a must-add player. I don't, I don't think Monty Morris is going to be that. I feel like he's, he's a bit of that kind of player that is like okay in everything but not good and like great in any one thing. So for that reason, uh, I don't love it. He, he's he's going to be a decent assist streamer kind of and he'll get threes as well. Uh, probably his two biggest contributor and free throw percentage will be solid. But outside of that, doesn't contribute too much. So I would be rushing to, to add him as soon as you can. Um, I would focus on streaming more than just adding him and locking him away. Um, I also like Faku Kampazzo 
as a as a good assist and steals streamer. He's obviously going to be another beneficiary, um, and it's probably probably a better streaming target for your specific stats. Now, obviously, he's not going to get you rebounds or blocks or score very highly, um, but he can give you good assists, give you good steals, and every now and again, he can throw in some decent threes as well. So, I do really like him as a as a streaming target. Probably more so over Monty Morris because I know where I'm going to get the value from Faku. Um, you know, Monty Morris is a bit more you know, across the board, um, so to speak. Um, so yeah, but uh, Will Button's a good shout out. I think he gets a boost, but probably uh, owned in most leagues. Um, yeah, he's at 61% right now. Six, yeah. 61. So yeah. I, I think he would be a must add now. So there's an yeah, I think, I'd, I'd I think get him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think you should be owning Will Barton above everyone else. Um, so if he is available, uh, he would be an ad straight away. The other two, I think you can wait on and, and stream as needed. Um, and if someone scoops him up, I don't think it's the biggest loss in the world. Uh, I don't think they're going to sort of set the world on fire, so to speak. Uh, let's talk about Houston. Give me. There's probably you know, a couple guys here that I really like. Um, who, who do you think are options from Houston? Um, I'll say Kelly Olynyk is 68% owned, and he is a killer right now on fantasy. Yep. So he should be picked Add him. up. Add him. <laughs> They, they, they could rest him, though. That's the only downside. With, I feel like that's a bit of a gamble with Houston right now. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. They're tanking incredibly. So it's been a dice a bit, but he's my first shout-out. Um, yep. Otherwise... Must add, I think. I think he's a must-roster player. Yeah, I, I do At agree. the moment. Yep. Um, otherwise, we have touched on them before, but uh, Jay Sean Tate. Yep. I don't mind his game. Um, he's He's been getting steals recently. So yes. he, he could up to you in the steals and his field goals are right. You can get rebounds as well. Um, and he's gotten the odd five assist game here and there. So overall yeah. it's okay, but I'd, I'd be streaming him for steals. If yes. That. It, I think he's, he's not, he's not a borderline must roster. I, I think he's a must roster player. Um, but like you said, steals is his, is his big thing. He's had a few games of three or four steals. He can get some blocks here and there. He's had a few sort of couple block games, three block games, which sort of can be handy. Uh, and then, yeah, solid field goal percentage, solid rebound, so not hurting you there. Um, so it's a good streaming guy without actually hurting you too much in, in too many areas as well. So, um, But by no means is a must-roster player. But, yeah, in 55% of leagues, um, he should be available. And I think the other guy we touched on previously uh, is... Um, who was it? Um, KJ Martin Jr. KJ Martin? Uh, yeah, KJ Martin, who's yeah. uh, probably only a block streamer, really. Um, and probably below the pecking order compared to someone like a Mo Bamba uh, or, or someone like that. But uh, someone who can get you a, a block or two a game if, if you really need that, that stat. Uh, let's move on to the last back-to-back. And this is the important end of the week, Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. There are two teams that, that have these have these games and that's the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks so to finish off your week if you're really close in those matchups you're keeping an eye on these players to make sure you can get the most amount of value possible let's start with the Pacers who have you got for some streaming targets for Indiana um, I think the heart and soul of that team and TJ McConnell should definitely have a shout out he's 58% owned he isn't killing yep. it um, steals and assists. He's absolutely he killing us here. Yeah. This game recently, he he yeah. has been so good. I think he actually leads the league in total steals as well. So I'm surprised that 58 percent owned is there because he's um he's he's a good player right now and he's been getting minutes. He's been proving himself. He doesn't help at all in threes. Is probably one of the yeah. big downfalls for him. And any and he can turn over the ball sometimes. So he he, he might have the old game where he gets five turnovers. So it can hurt you. In those two categories, but otherwise yeah. he's quite efficient. He he knows where his spot is on the floor. He can shoot sixty percent pretty easily. He has been shooting very very well over the past couple of weeks in this run. Yeah. So he's low attempts. He'd be yeah. a must add in my opinion. Yeah, if you need it, like he is the quintessential assists and steals streamer, elite in those categories, but doesn't do much else. Um, so if those are things that you need. If, if you can identify early that that's going to be something, the difference between your matchup and the next one, I would add it straight away because he's someone that can really turn the tide in those categories. Um, yeah, you can't get a better assist and steal streamer than TJ McConnell, in my opinion. Um, and that's why he's owned a bit more because but he doesn't really provide value outside of that. But 55%, I think it should be higher than that. 
of course, if you don't need those stats, he's useless to you. So don't bother if you don't need assists and steals. But if you do, he's someone who's definitely worth rostering. Um, I'll give another shout-out to my boy Goga Badatse. He had a, I think I mentioned him last time as a block streamer. Had, a, I think, seven or eight blocks this week. I think his opportunity is drying up a little bit with some of those injured players returning. But just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on, on what they're doing over there. And if there is an ever an injury to um, Sabonis or Miles Turner... Even in limited minutes, he can give you multiple blocks, and I prefer him as a block streamer to someone like um, KJ Martin because uh, I think he's just got higher potential in limited minutes. Uh, and I'll also give a shout-out to Justin Holiday and um, Jeremy Lamb as sort of threes and steals streamers uh, with a couple of injuries. I think Doug McDermott went down with a bit of an injury recently, um, so they should see a boost to their minutes, um, and that's all they do is shoot threes and get steals. So... Um, they should be good to not give you value in those categories there. Anyone else you wanted to add in there? Uh, not, not really. I, I have picked up Justin Holiday yep. like three times this season. He's on my team right now again. So he, <laughs> yep. he's, he's, he's worth having for the... I get him for the steals and, and I guess yeah. the threes as well. He's, he, he does help you. Yeah, he, 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 can be, he can be streaky there, but if you get him on the right run, he can you know rack up a few in the single game. Last thing we'll talk about today, the Morky Bucks... I think we spoke about these guys on our last podcast, but we'll go through them again real quick. Um, who have you got as um, streamers there for Milwaukee? Um, Jeff Teague surprisingly come out of nowhere and is now playing okay. Does that hurt yeah. you as, as a Celtic fan? <laughs> not really, because I know that he's not that good. So, um, you know, it is whatever. I'd rather Peyton Pritchard. Fair enough. Fair enough. He, he, he could be worth an out if you need assists. That's probably the only reason I'd, I'd add him. Yeah. It could be a bit desperate at that as well. Yeah, I, like I think you know, obviously your TJ McConnell's, uh, your Faku Compazzo, Cole Anthony, those kind of guys, I would have ahead. Uh, but when you get down to this this stage and the last day, if you're desperate for assists, Jeff T could be your savior. Um, you know, as scary as that sounds to say. I'll shout out Bryn Forbes. If you really need some threes, if that's the category that's really close, he's gonna he could potentially give you a couple of game. Um, and Bobby Portis, who's our favorite guy who beats up on teams when they're blowing them out um, and just loves a bit of garbage time. So he could potentially give you some points and rebounds and a good field goal percentage if the game's not close and he gets a good run of minutes. So um, I will mention those. Bobby Anyone Portis else? is pretty much Jordan Clarkson in a power forward's body because <laughs> for some reason he thinks he's got the biggest green light. If you ever, even when he was back oh. at the Knicks... And even before that, I think it was the Bulls. Whenever that yeah. man's on the court, he is letting it go. Oh, so. he loves to shoot it. <laughs> loves to shoot it. Loves to punch on with his teammates. You know, oh, yeah. was it, who was it? Uh, Miritich. He, you know, broke yeah. his face or something one year. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. A lot of, in training. Yeah. In training. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But yeah, loves a shot. Never, never liked a shot he didn't like to take. So, um, yeah. If they get junk time and he gets the minutes, he's 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 gonna let it fly. So he's been playing really well recently too. He's had. Four double doubles in a row. Yeah, so, so he, he he puts it up in, in limited minutes. So he he is someone, um, you know. But if the minutes aren't there, you know, you can see it go. But he is you know owning fifty four percent of leagues, so he is available um, as someone to to add if you if you need those points, rebounds, and field goal percentage. Alrighty, that might do it for us today, Cal. Any any last bits of advice for those heading into their playoffs or currently in the playoffs right now uh, for the fantasy teams out there? Just don't underestimate those games played. Just look into the your roster, and when you know you can pick someone up, just swipe them. Just go. For yep. Them. Yep. My my advice would be, don't don't be afraid to be bold and and go early with those streams. Stream aggressively. Um, identify the stats early, and then target those key areas, and and you'll get through. It's week to week. It's survival mode right now. Don't worry about rest of season value. I've had a couple of people asking about drops and things like that. If you've got someone like a Shea Gilchrist-Alexander who we don't know when's going to come back, you might need to drop a player like that to just get as much value as you can. They're, they are expendable at this point of the, the year, as sad as it is. Um, but good luck, everyone. Wish you all the best in your fantasy playoffs, and hopefully we'll, we'll be seeing you next week where we can talk about the, the next week of the fantasy playoffs, which is potentially the championship week. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Hit that bell so you get notified for our videos and follow us over on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye.